0: I'm Joshua Kegi from The Christian Citizen, and this is Episode 33 of Justice, Mercy, Faith. Today, Rev. Dr. Greg Johnson, pastor of Cornerstone Community Church in Endicott, New York, joins the podcast for a conversation with Christian Citizen editor Curtis Ramsey-Lucas on how the Sunday prior to Veterans Day is an opportunity to speak to the challenges veterans face. Here now is Curtis Ramsey-Lucas with Rev. Dr. Greg Johnson.
1: Rev. Dr. Greg Johnson is the pastor of Cornerstone Community Church in Endicott, New York, and a regular contributor to The Christian Citizen. His latest article, The Sunday Before Veterans Day, An Opportunity to Speak to Challenges Veterans Face, can be found at christiancitizen.us. Welcome to the podcast, Greg. Thank you. So you're the pastor of Cornerstone Community Church in Endicott, New York, but you also have an extended background in chaplaincy. Tell us a little bit about your experience with chaplaincy and how that informs your ministry as a pastor. Uh, my
2: experience with chaplaincy started uh, right as I was finishing up seminary. I began with uh, clinical pastoral education and started with my first unit of CPE, and that happened, I, I think, uh, fortuitously at uh, veter- a veteran's hospital uh, in the Hampton Roads area. And so when I began working as a chaplain uh, intern or CPE student, I have very little ministerial experience working with uh, that particular population of people and very little experience working as a chaplain in general and so it's been now over the last 20 years i've been involved in chaplaincy either full-time part-time or or contract work Um, and that has informed my uh, perspective and ministry as a pastor, but seeing not just the various celebrations of veterans as we salute them as heroes on Veterans Day, it has also informed how the experience that veterans have, and each veteran has a an experience that is individual to them, but there are all common experiences that they go through as well. And so that has informed me in how I approach veterans, how I minister to veterans, as well as how I'd like to see ministry in general uh, be more open and comprehensive to the needs. Needs
1: of veterans. You mentioned your uh, initial chaplaincy training at a, at a VA hospital, um, how did that experience begin to shape your understanding of the particular concerns and challenges that veterans face?
2: When I was uh, at the veterans hospital, I think it was a great thing because one of the things that I am grateful for is entering ministry in my twenties, and so that has a a unique way of molding perspective when you you have very little uh, to build on, you can build a foundation from the beginning. And so working with veterans at that particular time, this was in the early to mid-90s, and this particular time, veterans were coming back from uh, the war in Iraq. Uh, They termed it the conflict. And there were a combination of veterans, those who had been In the the Korean War, those who had been uh, uh, over in Iraq during Desert Storm. So there were a couple of generations of veterans that I was exposed to during that time. Sitting down and uh, allowing them to teach me to listen and serve them based on what they needed. Uh, That was, I think, one of the most profound experiences that I had because they taught me how to minister to them. Uh, And the biggest thing that I learned was listening uh, to their stories, to their challenges, and the things that they experienced. I share in my article uh, a particular experience with uh, a mother who was a veteran that I sat with regularly and she shared with me her challenge of connecting with her family. She shared with me her challenge of reconnecting with the community and society after returning from um, Desert Storm. Um, How that shaped me, allowed me to see uh, the inside of uh, a veteran's experience, the darkness that they live with from day to day.
1: Is that experience something um, you mentioned, the veteran of Desert Storm, uh, that that challenge of reconnecting uh, with family, with community, with loved ones, is that uh, an experience you saw kind of across the uh spectrum in terms of the the veteran population you were dealing with, some of the older veterans from Iraq and, and, uh, well, excuse me, from uh, Korea, Vietnam, was that uh, challenge of reconnecting kind of a common challenge?
2: It is, it was, when I was there, a challenge that I saw across the spectrum, and it varied in degrees, Uh, and I think a lot of it had to do with also family support, the type of family support that was available to the veterans. However, they all were challenged with reconnecting. Um, One of the primary themes that I remember is veterans sharing that they uh, found it challenging because very few people understood where they were after having come back. Very few people could relate to where they had been, the experiences that they uh, had, and how those experiences had shaped them uh, to be now different from the person that they had been. And a lot of times, a lot of times, Curtis what happens is when veterans come home uh, the family is great they are uh welcoming and a celebration uh, i remember my brother my youngest brother went to iraq and we were so excited to have him uh, back home what we are not prepared for is the things that they experience that they don't talk about but happen to them and they are they come out as they reenter or try to reintegrate into family and the community, um, being sensitive to loud noise, um, uh, not able to sleep, um, throughout the night. Um, th- those are just a few of the things that happen that, uh, make it difficult for veterans to reintegrate. So the family is ready to get back, family and friends are ready to get back to, we use this term, things as normal, when the veterans are drastically different and things are not normal for them anymore.
1: You write in the article about um, post-traumatic stress disorder, you note that the Department of Veterans Affairs has taken steps uh, in recent years to address PTSD, um, but that more can be done. What are some ways that uh, churches, as part of a broader community of support, can respond to the needs of veterans, and particularly uh, around issues like post-traumatic stress disorder? I
2: think that churches can help veterans with uh, post-traumatic stress uh, by first recognizing that they do have veterans in their uh, community of faith, um, underst- working on understanding the life of the veterans that are in, their com- in the communities of faith, and, and began working on educating uh, themselves because this is, this can be, and there are churches, I believe, that have ministries for veterans. Uh, And so this can be a whole new ministry of outreach from churches. So preparing, uh, getting prepared, getting information, literature uh, that talks about uh, PTSD in general, getting literature that talks about PTSD from Veterans Affairs. These are, these are avenues that can begin to help congregations understand the dynamics that uh, veterans that they have and how are uh, dealing with life through
1: i think we may have lost the connection here just a little bit you dropped off
2: I'm here. I'm
1: here. Okay.
2: Okay. I'm here. Um, So yeah, that that uh, that begins to open the communication for veterans uh, with PTSD. Um, One of the things that I think will also be helpful is um, encouraging veterans to um, share their stories among themselves. I I have learned that veterans are very um, instrumental in caring for one another. Uh, they minister to one another, and if there are positive influences from that circle, then those positive influences can teach uh, the ministries and congregations in general how to uh, respond to a care for individuals with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder.
1: You note that um, the Sunday before Veterans Day presents an opportunity for pastors to speak um, to the challenges that veterans face, as well as to celebrate the service of veterans. What are one or two things you would recommend pastors say or do this Sunday?
2: On the Sunday for before Veterans Day, great opportunity to acknowledge uh, our uh, veterans, but it's also an opportunity to engage the veterans in the worship experience, Um, engage the stories of the veterans in the worship experience. Uh, There can be uh, litanies. Uh, This can be a veterans, and there are some churches I do believe that do this. This can be an actual Veterans Day worship experience uh, where the litany, the sermons, the prayers, can be designed to uplift uh, veterans and not just uh, the celebration, but salute the veterans, uh, acknowledge their sacrifice, uh, their willingness to fight for our country, as well as the pain that they endure because of that. I I don't want us to overlook that aspect of a veteran's life that they live with uh, a pain that at worship experiences on that Sunday before Veterans Day. These are things that can be done to celebrate, acknowledge, and reaffirm that for the veterans uh, that we are standing with them uh, in the the challenges that they face and they are not forgotten.
1: And as you've uh, written, holidays like uh, Veterans Day provide an opportunity to focus attention uh, on the service and particular needs of veterans but um, we don't want to stop there certainly uh, what are some ways we can continue to lift and respond uh, to those concerns throughout the year
2: throughout the year as i was sharing earlier communities of faith uh, i have uh, the experience of in my home church working with well there was a Disabled uh, American Veterans Association, and uh, I knew very little about it at the time because I was young adult and a teenager, uh, but in recalling some of the things that they did, uh, they were instrumental in gathering veterans into that community and socializing. They were instrumental in showing the church really how to uh, just be present with veterans and how valuable that is. And so if there is a veteran, uh, who is willing, that would be a resource, uh, for the church to begin to building a community to support veterans, not just on Veterans Day, but throughout the year, uh, having, uh, opportunity for veterans to, uh, fellowship. And now we're challenged with that, but engaging vir- virtually, uh, talking about, uh, some of the challenges, challenges that they have, uh, The faith community can be very instrumental in guiding veterans and supporting veterans to help them move uh, further along in their. Uh, life and reintegrating into society. The more material, the more resources, the the more connections that churches are able to provide for veterans, I think that would be one of the biggest ways that veterans can um, become very um, connected to churches and how churches can in turn uh, support and minister to veterans.
1: And as you've just mentioned, um, look for other resources in the community, other organizations that are already working with veterans. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's an opportunity for churches to provide space uh, to those groups uh, as well as to learn uh, from them. Would you say that is something that would be helpful as well?
2: Yes. And that is uh, a huge uh, thing that can be very impactful in the life of veterans in the church. One of the t- biggest challenges, not only is uh, PTSD a huge challenge for uh, veterans, but w- we also know that homelessness is one of the biggest challenges for veterans. Uh, the veteran Veterans Affairs is working tirelessly on ending homelessness for veterans. When communities of faith recognize that that is all also, a crisis for people who have served their country. This is an opportunity for communities of faith to come alongside and collaborate with uh, the VA, Veterans Affairs, and begin to help those who are um, homeless. Uh, there, there is a, a big population and. It happens in metropolitan cities uh, where veterans are living on the street. Uh, and these uh, veterans from wars, uh, uh, generations, And the reason one of the reasons why they are are homeless and it could be several other reasons is the challenge of reintegrating back into uh, society, reintegrating back into the community and the lack of family support. So congregations, churches can be, I like to say, midwives in helping veterans move Towards not being homeless when they work with organizations like uh, Veterans Affairs uh, or other uh, community organizations, uh, social sur- sur- service agencies uh, that can provide resources for uh, veterans to find shelter.
1: Well, Greg, I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us and uh, sharing your insights today.
2: Thank you, Uh, thank you for this opportunity. And my prayer is that we begin to move to be more open-minded and become more aware of the veterans who are around us every day, struggling uh, to live uh, life in a new and different
1: way. Greg's article is the Sunday before Veterans Day, an opportunity to speak to challenges veterans face. It can be found at christiancitizen.us. While there, be sure to subscribe to our weekly e-newsletter for access to new content when published as well as curated content from other publications.
0: Thank you to this week's guest, Reverend Dr. Greg Johnson. Our theme music is Believable 2 by Peter Sandberg. The Christian Citizen is edited by Curtis Ramsey Lucas and is a publication of the American Baptist Home Mission Societies. The show, website, and newsletter are produced by myself, Joshua Kagi. Stories are copy-edited by Hannah Estefanos. Our art director is Danny Ellison. The Christian Citizen editorial board is Dr. Jeffrey Hagre, Laura Alden, Susan Gottschall, Dr. Jeffrey Johnson, the Reverend Salvador Oriana, the Reverend Dr. Marilyn Turner Triplett, and the Reverend Cassandra Karkov-Williams. And our advisors are Sherilyn Crow, the Reverend Kimberly Payton-Jones, the Reverend Stephen D. Martin, the Reverend Marvin A. McMickle, and the Reverend Harold Dean. To learn more about the Christian Citizen, visit our website, christiancitizen.us. That concludes this episode of Justice, Mercy, Faith. We'll be back with a new episode next week. Thanks for listening.